Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about business strategies, thinking and habits that are essential to building a successful event planning business while enjoying a fulfilling lifestyle. I am your host, Mayo Silvers, an events veteran with over 20 years of experience and also an unstoppable eventrepreneur with two multiple six-figure events business. Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge, and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast once again. Thank you for giving me your earbuds, your time, and also your focus in listening to our podcast week after week. I appreciate your listenership, if there's such a name, and being a supporter of, of our calling, of our purpose in the events field, which is to break down what owning an events business is all about or owning a business is all about and make it easy for you to understand the concept, the fundamentals and to take actions so that you can live your dream life with the financial stability that you're looking for and also the freedom for life in general, regardless whether it's time or financial that you're looking for, because we are all born to live our best life. All right. So today we're going to talk about this topic, which is, are you proud of your work that you are displaying online? What makes me or inspired me to do this particular podcast? Just know that for every single topic that I pick, regardless whether um, I am doing my weekly Wednesday Facebook Live tutorial, my weekly mindset video inside my uh, LinkedIn, or creating a podcast or my blogs, my newsletter. They all come from a place that I have collected enough information through communication in the DM or being in some networking group that I kept hearing people talking about, about topics certain topics, challenges, and I decided to create a content around that. So it's not a make-believe, it's not I make up the content, it's based on what people are talking, are sharing, and I create content based on that. Hence, it's, it's able to relate to our listeners and for them to resonate to what I have to say and take action. Okay, so this one, are you proud of your work that you display online? I played a little game inside our uh, events for anyone general chat. And I say that, show me your work and I will tell you whether your work is attracting champagne taste, beer, budget clients, or you are getting your ideal clients. So I say, all in good fun. Okay, feedback is just my opinion and you can decide how to use the feedback. And no one's supposed to get upset, all right? And all, all feedback is strictly my opinion, all right? So we started playing this game and uh, we have people dropping inside the chat, right? We have people dropping their, um, their website, their photos of their events. We have people dropping their social media. Uh, no, not website. They showed me pictures that they posted, right? on their social media and also on their website because I say, show me your work. So they were showing me pictures of their work. And interestingly, I would say almost every single one tell me this thing after they dropped the picture. They said that, okay, here's some pictures of my work, just a heads up. This is a 
a very cheap client with a low budget and I have tried to steer them towards the vision that will make their event flourish and look beautiful, which is what they say they want. But then they their budget only can do this or they say that, nope, they only want this look, which this look for me is very simple. It's not, it's not very pretty. I wouldn't have done something like that, but this is what the client wants. So I did it. Okay, you got all that. So in summary, basically that what they're telling me is what they're posting, okay, on the social media, first, doesn't align with their style, okay? Doesn't align with their style and their brand. Second, the reason why they say that the pictures look that way is because the client wants it to look that way. That's the client's vision. And the client doesn't have the budget, okay? So they were giving me the disclaimer, basically. The disclaimer that, oh, the reason why the pictures look like that is because of it, all this reason. So they're anticipating me to tear it apart, to tell them that, okay, these pictures, they don't look so good. They are attract, they are, you're giving out different messages. You say that you want to attract clients that have a healthy budget, okay? And that is able to follow your vision and your vision is not this. And this is not going to work for you. It's not going to work out well for you. Basically, they're anticipating me to say something like that. Hence, they gave me the disclaimer. So I look at the pictures and some of them were actually really, really good. Okay. And I shared with them why it's very good and what more they can do to make it better. And some of them was not good at all. Like some has very bad lighting. Some has got, um, has got images that I don't even know what exactly are you showing. Okay. Now those are bad. Okay. Like, what are you showing me? Are you showing me your, what, what, where is your, where's your talent? What are you showing me? What is your work? What are you known for? I can't even tell. So I was like, this picture, you show me the back, the back side of all the guests sitting at a table. What are you showing me? So what is your work here? So those are the questions I was asking, okay? And I was trying to figure out this picture, what does it tell me about you? What does it tell me about your brand? What does it tell me about the type of people you work with? So today we're going to go into the nitty gritty, okay? I may, I, I'm, I, I talk about the topic today is are you proud? of the work that you display online, right? So maybe I should change the title or I should name this episode as A Picture Paints a Thousand Words. But exactly, and A Picture Paints a Thousand Words, hopefully thousands of dollars. So I was looking into nitty-gritty, the nitty-gritty details of what picture will give the perception that you are a planner that charge thousands of dollars, all right? And unfortunately, there's not many pictures that I can say that, I can say that that gives the perception. People ask me all the time, how do you get people to pay you this much to hire you? Minimum $15,000 is what I charge, okay? All the way up to 30, 45, 100K. So I, I was like, it's not, it's not, that one thing that I do, it's all a whole sequence, okay? It's all a whole sequence, which we call a sales funnel, all right? 
A sales funnel, just imagine, it's like a triangular cup, okay? Like a everybody knows what's a funnel. It could be round, it could be a triangular. So, and then it tapered down, right? So, it's the what is the step by step process, okay? So it's like the faucet. Let's just use a faucet; will be easier. So, in order to turn on your tap, you when you turn on your tap, the water comes, right? They go through a whole system, right? So they go to purification, they go through, and then from one pipe to another pipe, and then to another pipe, and then comes to your tap. But if one part is blocked, okay, one part is blocked, depending on how big the blockage is, your the pressure of the water coming out will be hindered, okay? So if it's 100% blocked, you need a plumber to break, to actually open up the pipe to see what is blocking it. But if a little bit blocked, or semi-block, you use Drano, right? Or use hot water or bleach or something to, to dislodge or, or melt, okay? Or flush through whatever is blocking the water from coming out at the correct pressure, right? That in order for water to come out, period. Sales, attracting your ideal client is the same thing. So today's topic is what is the very first process of making sure that you get your ideal client, which is, are you proud of the work that you are displaying online? So that is your first entry, okay, into the pipe. All right, that's your very first entry into the pipe. If your work does not represent you, okay, your work does not represent you, the work that you post does not represent you. When I ask this question in my chat, I said, if you are already telling me these pictures are not the best pictures, these pictures are from a client who, who only wants the event to look that way, it's not really my brand, I've tried to convince them to do something else, uh, or they have a low budget. If you're already telling me this, you are already giving me indication that you're not proud of your work. If you're not proud of your work, why are you showing your work? Okay. Why are you showing your work online? Your work just hurt you. It didn't help you. As I always say, you need to talk about your work. You need to show your work online, especially because it's a free platform and it gets to a lot of people at the same time. But if you're not proud of your work and that work's actually going to hurt you, don't post it. There are many other ways to get pictures that could be an inspiration of your work, like Unsplash, like Pixel, P-E-X-E-L-S. Those two websites are the websites that you can get pictures that do not have royalty, okay? They are free and you can use them because they do not need you to pay them a royalty. So there, there's no claim to the rights of those pictures, okay? So if you don't have any nice pictures and you have pictures of the events that you have done that you're not proud of, then don't post them because it's going to start attracting. Just remember this. If you post pictures of an event that does not, that those pictures do not represent your brand. And the reason why they don't represent your brand is because this is a low-end client, okay? Or this is a client who do not, want to follow your vision. They have their own vision, but it doesn't align with your brand. When you post pictures like that, 
you're going to attract more of those same people. So now, what have you done to yourself, to your funnel, to your pipe? You just put boulders along the way. You are putting boulders along the way to make it more difficult for you to attract your ideal client and at the same time to close these people, okay? So when you are posting the pictures and you telling me that, that, oh, this is really not a good representation of my work because of my of, of the people who hired me to do this, ABC, XYZ, because of the budget, because of their vision. My question is, why do you take them? Why do you take, this, take on this business? Why? And a lot of times is having some money in your pocket is, is better than not having any money, which I totally understand. But that doesn't mean that you have to post those pictures, right? You, you have the choice. You have the choice to decide whether what pictures you want to use, what pictures you want to post for your social media. And I would rather see nothing than to see something that misrepresent you, okay? That 100% misrepresent you and it gives a different perception of your brand, of your worth. So now you question, why do I keep getting all these champagne taste beer budget people? Why? So the first thing you need to go ask yourself this question. Let me go look at the pictures that I'm showing and what kind of people will hire me to do this event? It can be little, little, little things that you may not even know. Like if you show me a picture of your guests, okay? Pictures of your guests who dress sloppy, who dress sloppy and they don't look like they are dressed for an occasion, for a high-end occasion, all right? And basically, you're telling me that you do events that are sloppy, that the people who pay you, the people who come to the event are not of a, not of a, um, uh, to attend a luxury event. Okay. So if you show me an event that everybody is dressed up in gowns and tuxedo, not saying that you have to do something like that. I'm just giving you one example. Okay. Or even a birthday party. And if people are dressed up to come to a birthday party, I will have an impression that you're working with a potent, a client who is of a certain income level, okay? Of a certain income level, hence their friends and their family are probably about the same income level. So if I look at your picture and I say, oh, this is a very nice picture. And I look at all these beautiful people in the picture, right? From an outsider looking in, the outsider, a potential client will be like, wow, this picture is very pretty. The work is very nice. The lighting is great. The linens are crepes, right? Chair, the design is so pretty. The centerpiece is so pretty, right? The picture already is doing the brand justice. And then they look at the beautiful people, regardless whether the face or the back, look at the gowns. It's like, wow, all these people get so dressed up to come to the party. So this must be a elaborate party. So what does it tell me as an outsider that this planner plans elaborate party. The guest lists are the who and who and who, or the guest lists are of people who are of a certain income level. That means this planner also work with people of a certain income level. So 
these are the little subtle things, okay? And another thing that I said is, if your work look like I can go to Michael's, buy a few vase, buy a few stalks of flowers, buy some fake leaves and twine it around, okay? Why would I hire you? Your work has to be so, your work has to speak a certain level of sophistication where your potential client will ask themselves, can I do this myself? Can I go to Michael's and Home Goods and do this myself? Can I buy, go to Amazon and buy the stuff and do this myself? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can, but do I want to? I wonder how long it's going to take me. This looks pretty complex, right? Yeah, if I want to take the time to go do it myself or learn to do it, I, I'm sure I can. But I don't know if I want to. Your work has to speak to a certain level of sophistication and complexity that people will be like, wow, how did you do that? Like, what did you have to do? How long did you, how long did it take you to do that? When you hear people say that, wow, how did you do that? How long did you, did it take you to do that? Okay. And like for me, my, my expertise is in contract negotiation and also in contract negotiation and also ticket pricing and sales strategy. When I present to them the budget sheet that leads to the ticket pricing strategy, they'll be like, how long did it take you to do this? That was the first thing that my clients always ask, how long did it take you to do this? Okay. And also when they look at the contract that I negotiate for them from a five-page contract to a 10-page contract, because I have so many clauses in there to protect my client and also to protect my venue as well. It has to be a fair deal. All right. So my clauses are lengthy. My clauses are clean. My clause leaves no margin of error or miscommunication. My client will be like, wow, how long did it take for you to do that? How many people did you have to talk to to do that? So it's not just physical items like decoration. When they look at all the strategy work that you have to put together, even your timeline, okay? Your timeline could be very long. Your event planning timeline, you can show them all the different milestones at different parts of the planning process. This is what you need. They'll be like, wow, you're so organized. So if you get compliments like this, that means your potential client is more and more deterred to want to try to do it themselves, okay? But if your work looks like a kindergartner can put together or, or a seven-year-old or a 10-year-old who's good in art and craft, can do it themselves, buy this, buy that, put it all together. Why should they hire you? So these are the things that you have to think about when you put something on your digital platform. Are you proud of the work that you put out there? People ask me, I don't see a lot of your work. At May, I don't see a lot of your events. You know why? Because I really don't pay too much attention of how the events look like. Neither do my client. Okay? So my clients are super aligned with me. Because there's only a few things they pay attention to. Number one, contract negotiation. Number two, what can you negotiate for me? Okay, they hire me. What can you negotiate for me? Number two, how should I price my ticket? Okay, what's the strategy here? And number three, how should I sell my ticket? Okay, so they hire me for this top three. The other things, how events look like, it's not their priority. Neither is mine. Okay? So it's not my priority either. So when I know that I'm going to work with this person, I better make sure that they know that this is my priority. I have to make sure that 
they know that I know that this is their priority and then there's a good match. So if you're working with a potential client, okay, if you're thinking to work with this potential client and they don't follow your vision, but you say that you need the money, so don't push the blame to your potential client or your client that you book that is not 100% aligned with your brand and your look and then complain that you don't have nice pictures. You make that choice, okay? You make that choice to take this client because you want the money and you need the money, all right? Which is great because you're being financial responsible. Having said that, every single time you work with a client that doesn't align with your brand, it doesn't align with the perception that you're trying to create about your worth, it's going to pull you back one step or 10 steps further, okay? You're thinking that you're making the money bring you one step forward. But in reality, you just move 10 steps forward because now you're starting to attract all these little, little potential clients, these potential clients, okay? Or these clients that is making you book busy and broke because you'll be so busy with them, okay? Trying to work around the budget, nickel and dime. You suck your energy, your time, and sometimes your money because guess what? Because you are so ashamed of those pictures. What do you do? You spend your own money to make the pictures look better by you spend your own money to get inventory. Okay? And then you say, well, I own the inventory. I mean, this is good for portfolio. Every single event is good for portfolio. And every single event, you're going to be spending money so do you have a hobby or do you have a business? Your choice. So let's keep this short and sweet, okay? If you are not proud of the work, of the pictures, of the events that you have done, don't post it. It's going to do you more harm than good. So the whole process, the very first part of the funnel or the pipe, okay, where the water is coming in, which is money is coming in, you got to get this part right. If you don't get your portfolio right, okay? You start attracting dirt, blocking your funnel, okay? You're going to start attracting all those boulders. And then it becomes more and more difficult to move them because now you're entwined with them that, oh, I really want this money. You know, I really want this money. I really don't like them. It's sucking up your energy. It's sucking up your focus. It's sucking up your money. And do you think this is a fun way to grow a business? But because you keep doing it and doing it and doing it, you just become... You just think that, oh, this is just a way to build a business. And I'm here to tell you, absolutely not. That's BS. All right? This is not the only way to build a business. The only way to build a business is going to take some guts. I'm not going to lie. It's going to take some guts. It's going to take some common sense. All right? Play this game. Right? Play this game with your friends and family who are not from the events field. Okay? Play this game of, guess how much this costs? Show a picture of your event okay, that you have done, doesn't matter whether it's your ideal client or your cheap client, show it to your friends and family. Ask them, how much do you think this costs? How much do you think people should pay me for this? Play this game. Why it doesn't work when you play this game with other event planners? Because we know, okay, in the events field, if you are a professional in the events field, you know how much things cost. You know how much it takes, how long it takes to do a job, right? So you know the financial, the financial um, obligation and the time obligation to do a particular gig. So if you ask another event planner, 
by default, we start thinking. We start thinking that, oh, I know this is this, how much this costs, this costs, and then we'll give you a cost, right? We'll give you a number, but that number is skewed. It is not 99% of the population out there because you will be working with people who have zero idea of how much things cost. So they judge how much things cost based on their perception, based on what they think they will want to pay, okay? They, they, they judge how much they will pay you based on what the pictures you're showing that tells them how much they think you cost, all right? How much they think you cost. And also they start thinking, do I want to pay that much? Or, oh, you are very cheap. So if you don't get this part right, the rest is going to be an uphill battle, all right? So I want to ask you this question again. Are you proud of the work that you display online? If you're not, take it down. I shut down M2 Hospitality's social media, okay? Long time ago, I would say probably like four years ago, I completely shut down my business page for M2 Hospitality. Why? Because I wasn't happy with the pictures shown over there, okay? I wasn't happy at all. Lighting wasn't good, even though, yeah, it shows some of my work very well. But if you have some very good work and you have some not so good work, now your branding is inconsistent. And I don't want that. I'd rather start from fresh, okay? I'd rather start from fresh. And my work's a little bit different because it's not a lot of decorations or the visual event. So I create a brand new content about how I work and what do I do for my clients and the results I get for them. So I am the brand, all right? I am the brand. So I'd rather start fresh and get something right. I don't want you all to deter to start talking about your business or start posting images about your work. But when you take pictures, there are a few things you can do. A little tricks. Take a close-up, all right? Close-up of, let's say you want to show your setup, your detail to attention. Take a close-up of a place setting. Pick a nice linen, a nice charger, nice cutlery. Make sure they are placed at the right place. Pick a nice glassware, chinaware. Take a close short, all right? With a nice menu printed card. So people can tell that, ah, this is your style. Very pretty, very elegant, very classy, very boho. However, the place setting looks like. Do I have to take the whole event? Okay. If you are going, I always ask, what's your money shot? What is the money shot here for this picture? What are you trying to show? If you're taking a picture of the whole event where everything is, is, is like from a, from a far point of view, I see the backdrop. I see the table. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. But if you take that, it's like, oh, looking from afar, then let's zoom in into individual thing. If your picture has got the backdrop, has got a sweetheart table, has got individual nice table and individual nice setup table and centerpieces, there's four things to shoot. The overall picture of the event, the picture of the backdrop, the picture of the sweetheart table, a picture of the table setup and a picture of the place setting. So, and it's okay to play around holding the camera, tilting it 45 degrees and take a, a shot that is like 45 degrees. It doesn't have to be straight up like that. But pay attention to the lighting. Pay attention to the, to the ceiling. If you're, if you're in a room that has fluorescent light, never take a picture that shows the fluorescent light. If you're in a room that doesn't have carpet and the floor is not beautiful tile, 
it looks like it's chipping. Never take a picture that shows the floor. Okay? If you show me a room with a fluorescent light, you know what that what does it tell me? You do events at a chip venue? Oh, that means you work with chip client. Simple. You do events at a venue where the floor is not even polished. I mean, this looks cheap. So you work with chip clients. So why should I pay you $10,000, $15,000? You want to charge a certain amount of money, your pictures have to say that you charge this much, this amount of money. So go back and start auditing all these things. All right. When you're listening to this podcast, it's going to be released uh, on September 14th. Today is August 28th. So I'm record, I'm pre-recording this. And September 14th is the day two of our workshop, which is how to attract your ideal clients and close them. So if you're listening to this on Thursday morning, you're still not, not late in the game. You'll still be able to attend live inside Zoom with us where I'll be going through the step-by-step series, series on how to attract your ideal clients. Okay, there are a few steps involved. You miss one, it's going to make everything more difficult. It's like they build upon one another, okay? So if you want, you can still sign up for it. You get a recording for whatever you miss and you get a recording for lifetime access. So you can go back and watch it again and again. You get a workbook as well. And you also get two bonuses, which is a one-on-one call, coaching call, 30 minutes to talk about your business, challenges, strategies, and another uh, bonus, which is a one-month free membership into our mem- uh, incubator, Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Incubator, where you get to attend four live Zoom calls that tackle pricing, sales, marketing, business finance, CEO schedule, okay? So, and digital presence, which is content for your social media. So you get to attend this Zoom calls and some of them are done by me, some of them are done by another coach and you get help and coaching along the way. So you get these two bonuses, which is super juicy. This is a ticketed virtual workshop. It's $27 at this time, which actually, not $27, it's actually more than that. But since I'm pre-recording this, I'm selling it at $27. At this time, it's still $27. September 14, no more $27. But if you're listening to this, I will honor the $27 and I will drop it inside my show notes. Okay? Then, you'll be able to get on a one-on-one call and let's go through what is wrong with your portfolio. If you want me to audit, sure, no problem. Okay? It's not just images. Sometimes your words as well. Okay, certain things that you say that is telling me that you work with anyone regardless whether they have money or not. So we don't want that. All right? So thank you so much for giving me your time today. Again, if you want to attend our two-day workshop, September 13 and 14, and you're listening to this podcast, it will be on September 14 already. So sign up for the workshop, look at the show note, get the link, purchase the workshop link, and immediately I'll send you the Zoom link so you can join us live on Thursday. But if you're listening to this podcast after September 14, no worries. You can still buy and I will still send you the replay. Okay? The bonus will still stand. All right? So... I look forward to seeing you inside our workshop and get to know you better through our one-on-one call. Thank you so much and I'll speak to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more eventrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.